Welcome to Living Water Radio. Is it possible to not see, but to see at the same time? Can we live on our streets and follow Jesus on the way? Today, we're going to find out. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ, ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. In the run-up to the one half of a Bible verse we're going to be looking at today, Jesus and his disciples visit the city of Jericho. On their way out, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus calls out to Jesus, begging for mercy. People ordered him to tone it down, but he calls out all the more. Wouldn't you? Bartimaeus implores Jesus to heal him, and Jesus in Mark 10 verse 52a says, Go! Your faith has made you well. And then we come to the other half of the verse, Mark 10, 52b. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. I was in town the other day, standing on Wilshire Boulevard, one of the main east-west thoroughfares through the city of Los Angeles. It goes from downtown L.A. for almost 16 miles to Ocean Avenue in Santa Monica. I was about two-thirds of the way from the financial district to the ocean, near the Sassoon Salon and across the street from Saks Fifth Avenue in Beverly Hills. Along the way are some of L.A.'s most densely populated districts, the Miracle Mile, Park Mile, and Millionaire's Mile, as well as the world-class museums, commercial buildings, and the Fox and MGM studios. Mark 1052 b ends by telling us that when Jesus healed Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus followed him on the way. Bartimaeus became a follower of Jesus. Why? Well, yes, Captain Obvious, I'm sure that was a big part of it. But with all of the possibilities that being healed opened up to Bartimaeus, from work to family to travel, why follow Jesus? I think that the answer lies not in his healing, but in his faith. Wilshire is one of the major ways across Los Angeles, and tracking its large buildings, its historic districts, and its cultural centers is one way to measure its importance. But another is to consider the people in this urban landscape. Think of the racial, economic, and cultural diversity, the variety of aspirations, generations, and desperations along this way. Think of the people who live together here, work together here, study together here, and eat together here. And think of the people who prey on others, who slide their shopping carts, and who sit crumbled with their hands out along this way. Jesus is present on every corner and in every block, and he is knocking on the door of every heart. Bartimaeus called out in faith for mercy, and Jesus made him see again. And when Bartimaeus followed him on the way, it was to the people in the streets and workplaces and housing that Jesus encountered on the way. This is the way we come to faith. It is the gift of relationship, Jesus said, preparing his disciples for his death in John 14, 4-6. And you know the way to the place where I am going. 
Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Christianity was not generally known as Christianity for its first three generations. Some Jewish Christians called themselves the way during this time. People were first called Christians, which means follower of Jesus Christ, in Antioch, the third most important city in the Roman Empire, now in Turkey. We read in Acts chapter 11, starting at verse 26, Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for an entire year they met with the church and taught a great many people, and it was in Antioch that the disciples were first called Christians. Jesus' disciples followed him on the way to Jerusalem, and when at least one of those out-of-towners got to the big city, he did what most people from other kinds of areas do. We see it in Mark chapter 13, verse 1. As he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings! Yet, Jesus said, they are transitory. In Mark 13, verse 2. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. Things are temporary. Buildings are temporary. Jesus is God. The way of Jesus went to the cross, and when they got there, every one of the twelve left him, and all but his mother and a few others abandoned him. Yet he followed that way to the end. Jesus gave his life to redeem all who received him, as he gave sight to Bartimaeus. God's grace is a miracle. God's greatest miracle is the cross. Bartimaeus saw Jesus before he regained his sight. He saw Jesus because he had received another miracle, the miracle of the gift of faith in the one true living God. There's a difference between sight and insight. A former American president told a story that favored his party, so I'm just going to tell the nonpartisan version. Once there were two political parties, the Hittites and the Amorites, and they held their national conventions in the same location just a few weeks apart. The Amorites were up first, and every day as the proceedings finished and crowds were streaming out of the convention center, a little boy stood there selling a litter of puppies. Amorite puppies, one dollar, he yelled. He sold some, but had some left over, so when the Hittite convention came to town, he was there. Every day as the proceedings finished and crowds were streaming out, the little boy stood there yelling, Hittite puppies, one dollar. A reporter who was covering both conventions and had seen the boy earlier approached him and asked, Hey kid, aren't you the same kid who was selling puppies at the Amorite convention? Yeah. And aren't these the same puppies? Yeah. So, how come they were Amorite puppies then, and now they're Hittite puppies? Well, the boy said, now their eyes are opened. Bartimaeus's eyes were opened, but faith did not heal Bartimaeus. Faith in faith is idolatry and ignorance, and we hear it promoted as something like positive thinking all the time. Faith isn't a feeling, or positive thought, or a groundless belief. Faith is an expression of a living relationship with the one true living God. Bartimaeus first indicates his faith by addressing Jesus as God. 
He believed that Jesus could show him mercy and heal him, and when he is told that Jesus is calling for him, he jumps up and turns to Jesus. He first recognizes Jesus for who Jesus is, because he already had that relationship of faith. Faith didn't mechanically heal Bartimaeus. Jesus did. Bartimaeus was one of those who are invisible to the world, but is seen by Jesus and is healed. Bartimaeus had already been following Jesus in faith. When he is healed, he sees with his eyes what he has already seen with his heart. Jesus, in his miracles, points backwards to God's creation before our rebellion messed it up and forward to the restoration of all things where, as we read in the Bible's last book, in Revelation 21, verses 3 and 4, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. On Wilshire, what do you see? A major throughway from downtown to the ocean in one of the world's great cities? A main artery through its heart, carrying traffic, its lifeblood here and there? Its people seeking a way through? How many stories are being told today along that corridor? How many lives are rich and successful and healthy and know no need of God? How many lives are broken and collapsed and lost, and no one who is walking by sees the people who are living them? Jesus walks those streets today. God dwells within us. How many of us who can see normally today can't see that? Open your heart and receive the living presence of the living God. Allow the Holy Spirit, the streams of living water described throughout the Bible, to dwell within you and give you the eyes to see God. Tell your story of grace and salvation. How did you become a Christian, a person in a living relationship of faith with the one true living God, and why do you remain one? Or open your heart to God and start your story today, and follow Jesus on the way. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccine, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them and help them in any way that you can. 
If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Contact a friend or a relative. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Get your vaccine. It is the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Avoid crowds if you can and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <music>